1: So former President Donald Trump held a big rally in Waco, Texas over the weekend. It looked to me a lot like his rally in Delaware that I was uh, fortunate to attend and speak briefly at. Uh, I know there are many of you out there who think that I am uh, too hard on Donald Trump. Uh, I don't think I'm too hard on Donald Trump. We are in a primary season, and I would like to hear from all candidates. As I look at these poll results that I referenced at the beginning of the show, a lack of optimism in America, uh, it shows me that we need a leader who can cast a vision for the future and inspire confidence in the future and restore the belief that America is a great country. Here are some results from the National Opinion Research Center and and the Wall Street Journal poll. Patriotism, very important, yes or no. 38% yes. 38% yes. Uh, In 1998, 70% of the people, I'm surprised it's that low, in 1970, said that patriotism was very important. Religion, important in America. 39% say yes. In 1998, 62% said yes. A country that does not prioritize patriotism and religion is a country that is doomed to diminish and eventually go away. And that is where we are headed. We have lost half the support that those two elements held in our personal priority list, patriotism and religion. We have lost half over the last 25 years. 25 years? What will the numbers be 25 years from now? Well, the numbers could be higher, but only if we get a transformative leader who can govern effectively, yes, of course, but also inspire us. Uh, Ronald Reagan was an inspirational president because he came on the heels of a very much Joe Biden-like president and Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden are remarkably similar. I know Biden was not a governor and Biden was not uh, somebody who just kind of came out of nowhere on the political scene. But in terms of their ability to govern, eh, pretty similar. Jimmy Carter gave us the highest inflation until Joe Biden came into office. So we need somebody who can pull us out of this malaise that we're in. And Ronald Reagan famously had his morning in America ads running shortly uh I think those ads ran before he became president and they hearken back to a time when America was not struggling, when we were not embarrassed on the world stage. Then with the Iran hostage crisis, now with our feckless withdrawal from Afghanistan and our (laughs) very murky policy on Ukraine. What is it? Do we want Ukraine to win the war? There was a time when we couldn't even say we wanted Ukraine to win the war with Russia. Now we say we want Ukraine to win, but eh, we'll give you give you some weapons. We promise we'll get them. We're not going to give you those weapons. And then a couple months later, okay, we'll give you those weapons, but we're not going to give them to you right now. We just keep giving you money. I'm not really sure where the money goes. So that is not leadership. Joe Biden is a bad leader. He's a bad president. He's a bad person. I want us to get a great president. It is not possible that that person would come from the Democratic Party because anybody who would endorse the murder of children in the womb, anybody who would endorse the fact that Men can be women just by saying they are. That is not a good person. That is not a person who is allied with the truth. So that kind of a person can't be a good leader for our country. So our leader has to be a Republican in the future. Our president, our next president, has to be a Republican. Or I think our country is pretty close to irrevocably lost. Because I can't imagine, given the damage that has been done to our country in the last two years, in the last two years, the damage that has been done to our country, imagine that. Two years from now, and then four more years beyond that, if we have a Democratic president. So it is essential we pick a great leader. And during his term as president, Donald Trump was a great leader until COVID came along and gave the left reason to disparage him. I do not hate Donald Trump. But I do not like aspects of Donald Trump's ability or his, it's not really his ability, it's his obsession with Requiring absolute and total affirmation always. You know, the LGBTQ people, the more the T than the L, the G, and the B, require constant affirmation. You must affirm everything they do. And we decry that because it speaks to their neediness a neediness that most Americans don't have. We keep our head down, we go to work, we do our job. We want to be left alone, not the T, not the transgender movement. No, you must affirm us always. Is Trump any different than that when it comes to affirmation? Here he is in Waco on Saturday doing the thing that I like least about him at this point in time.
0: He really wanted I said you can't win, can you? How he can win. Sir, if you endorse me, I'll win. Please. Please, sir, endorse me. And I said, all right, let's give it a shot, because honestly, the Secretary of Agriculture.
1: All right, so he's talking about Ron DeSantis, and DeSantis coming and begging him to endorse him as governor. And I hadn't listened to the clip before. They obviously, and I apologize for that, they obviously subbed in the cricket noises. But the point is, His attacks on DeSantis Saturday fell flat. He gets a big ovation when he talks about the swamp in Washington, when he talks about the bad job Biden has done, when he talks about the inflation rate and the economy and the domestic energy, lack of of domestic energy production. He gets huge ovations. He gets huge crowds. I do not understand why he has to violate Reagan's 11th commandment, which is criticize people in your own party. I do not understand why he has to do that. And now comes a story from Real Clear Politics, where Trump has told people in his organization that he will not work with anyone in the future who has worked in any way with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Anyone who works on DeSantis's book tour, and by the way, his book is number one, The Courage to be Free, Florida's Blueprint for America's Revival. It is time for choosing a source close to Trump told Real Clear Politics, if you work for Ron DeSantis' presidential race, you will not work for the Trump campaign or in the Trump White House. So I ask, is this about what's best for the country or is this about what's best for Trump? I really genuinely believe when he ran for president the first time that he cared more about the country because he didn't need to run for president. He didn't need the headache. He didn't need the attacks. He didn't need any of it. And I admired the fact that he would step out there and that he would take the bullets. And he often said, they hate me because they hate you. And he was right. They hate middle America. They hate flyover country. They hate those of us who cling to our guns and to our religion, as Obama once infamously said. They hate us because we're deplorables, as Hillary once infamously said. And it was very odd, very odd, that a New York developer, a New York billionaire, could capture the mindset and speak for and defend middle America. But it has ceased to be about that with Trump at this point in time. I hope he can get back to it. It's in him, but he's got to give up with the insatiable need for affirmation and a time for choosing. Yeah, it is a time for choosing. It's a time for choosing the best candidate who can beat whoever the Democrats put up there. And I don't really care who it is, but I want it to be somebody who's focused because they have handed us on a silver platter. A record that should not in any way, shape, or form be ignorable by the electorate. But in the midterms, did Biden and the Democrats get away with their horrendous policies? Yeah. We eked out a win in the House of Representatives, and we lost the Senate. And had we won the Senate, we could get the parents' bill of rights passed that the House passed late last week. That doesn't stand a chance. They're not even going to read it in the Senate because Chuck Schumer won't even let it come to the floor because Chuck Schumer doesn't want to be on the record voting against parents' rights. Well, these are why these battles matter. These are why Trump's words matter. And if we're going to make the 2024 election about 2020, um, well, we're going to lose. I'm going to lose again. So, of course, Trump's rally in Waco, Texas is uh, being portrayed as, oh, well, he picked Waco because uh, that's where David Koresh um, had his crazy cult. And if you're a Trump follower, uh, you have to be members of a crazy cult. And so Waco makes perfect sense for Donald Trump. There is, of course, no limit uh, to the left's repurposing of facts or the uh, length to which they will go to criticize not just Donald Trump, but any Republican. Uh, Donald Trump, maybe he went to Waco because, what do you have, like 61% of the vote in Waco? Maybe he went to Waco because Waco's right in the middle of the country, and that's where Donald Trump wants to appeal. Maybe he went to Waco because it uh, personifies the values that we need to get back to in this country, or we are, as Trump said on Saturday, doomed. If we don't elect a Republican president in 2024, and of course, he meant specifically him. So it's uh, comical, but it doesn't really matter who the Republican nominee for president is in 2024. If it is Donald Trump, he will be worse than Donald Trump was in 2016 or in 2020 in the eyes of the left. And if it's not Donald Trump, that person will be worse than Donald Trump in 2020 or in 2024. Uh, I know this because I saw a tweet over the weekend from the Lincoln Project. Now, the Lincoln Project, if you've been paying attention, is a supposed group of Republicans who uh, were anti-Donald Trump. Now, uh, what the Lincoln Project was for, uh, at least some of its top leadership, was, uh, well, things I can't really detail here, uh, unspeakable acts with little boys. Yeah, there were some really, really bad, demented, demonic people at the Lincoln Project. Somehow they survived, and they are now uh, on the case of disparaging, no, not Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis. Uh, They are uh, selectively editing pieces of Ron DeSantis' interview with Piers Morgan to make it look like Ron DeSantis can't remember where he was on 9-11. Here is the Lincoln Project ad.
0: It was the beginning of a school day A beautiful September morning At an elite private school The teacher A young Ivy League graduate At some point Just after 8.46 The room goes quiet Perhaps some got a call On their cell phone Perhaps another teacher Burst in with the news Like all of us Every person in that room remembers exactly where they were on 9-11. All of us, except Ron DeSantis. Where were you on, of them? You know, I was, um, uh, I think I had just graduated college and was kind of not a care in the world. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, it happened.
1: Now, What Ron DeSantis told Piers Morgan after that, that the Lincoln Project did not include in its ad, is that he was ready to enroll in law school and that the fact that we were attacked by Muslim extremists prompted him to enlist in the U.S. Navy and serve in Iraq. I mean, you cannot have a more (laughs) disingenuous editing of an interview because DeSantis didn't answer the question in terms of, oh, I was in... I was at a delicatessen. I was having my breakfast right after 9 o'clock. And blah, blah. No, he specifically enlisted, put his life on hold to go serve our country because he said, I realized we were in a much different world. But this is the degree to which people will go to lie to you, and that's why it's important and imperative, and I, I'm speaking to the choir because if you're listening to this show, you are doing the extra things you need to do to be informed about these kinds of things. But that, first of all, I don't know how the Lincoln... No GOP, authentic GOP organization could survive the kind of scandal that beset the Lincoln Project uh, over one of its top people or more than one of its top people's involvement in a sex scandal with underage boys. But of course... That story has not been pushed by mainstream media because why? Oh, they're useful idiots. They're helping us in our effort to disparage the Republican cause, the conservative cause. Now, a new poll is out. You all know that the primary season heats up with the Iowa and uh, New Hampshire primaries. This from the New York Post. The race to become president between Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former President Donald Trump is more competitive in Iowa and New Hampshire than the rest of the country, according to new polls from a top Republican firm. Uh, Axios, in a poll from March 21st to 23rd for an outside client, not a candidate or a super PAC. Yeah, you always have to be watchful of polls that are commissioned by a candidate. Because guess what? If the poll comes back unfavorable to the candidate, you'll never hear about it because they're paying for it. If the poll comes back favorable to the candidate, guess what? They'll fire off a news release right away. So this was conducted for an outside client, not a candidate or super PAC. The polls found that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is leading Trump by eight points, 45 to 37 in Iowa, and is tied with Trump in New Hampshire. The polls show other candidates, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and former President Mike Pence, woefully behind Trump and DeSantis. Well, big surprise there. In Iowa, DeSantis' favorable or unfavorable rating was 81 to 11. In other words, 81 favorable, 11 unfavorable. Whereas Trump was 74 favorable, 24 unfavorable. I do not think that is a significant gap. I'm actually surprised Trump's favorable rating is that high. I would think that would be more 65-35 than seventy four twenty-four. What's interesting? Nikki Haley has a sixty percent favorable ruling uh rating. Sixty percent. And Mike Pence's is at fifty nine percent. I don't understand. I literally do not understand. Part of me cannot fathom Nikki Haley or Mike Pence thinking there is a path For them to be president of the United States. Hence I can't even. Give myself time to listen to anything they say. It is a Trump DeSantis race. With Tim Scott as I think a viable alternative. Because you have to be able to. Put in people's minds. A small phrase or word. As to what they stand for that differentiates them from the other candidate. Trump. America first. That's Trump. America first. DeSantis is, I'm running on my record. I'm younger. I'm energetic. I'm new leadership. I'm running on my record. Look what I did in Florida. Barely elected governor the first time. Brought a ton of swing voters over to my side the second time. I'm running on my record. What is Nikki Haley running? I was a really good governor in South Carolina a long time ago. Nobody knows what you did in South Carolina a long time ago. I mean, you're not even going to win the Republican primary in South Carolina if Tim Scott's on the ballot. So politics is into the weeds as it can get. Picking a candidate is really about do they have a crystallized message? Trump has one. DeSantis has one. Tim Scott has one. I don't really think anybody else does.